Saturday mornings at your service. It's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. Good morning, Quad Cities. You know what I get excited about? I get excited about helping people, helping people's body support their health. I get really excited about actually having faith that people's um, natural physiology, their biology, their, their connection to the earth can be straightened out in such a way that the body works synergistically together, that all the parts work together to produce something absolutely incredible. Uh, synergistic is a great word because synergy refers to that the parts may have some characteristics, but they put the parts together and you get a whole new thing. And I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. You take all of these different chemicals that have their own uh, characteristics, you know, they have their charges, their valence, their you know magnetic characteristics. They've got their quantum states. They've got all of these things and they just come together in such a way, you know, you know, when when your mom and dad get together in love, they come together in such a way that they produce this incredible thing called life. And how we can ever think that our body is not intelligent, that that the the all of the elements that seem to fall together into this incredible, chaotic yet um, predictable pattern isn't somehow just brilliantly alive and just shining forth as as a beacon in the in the uh, world of nature is just something beyond me. And when we can support that and we can actually say that 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 life that comes forth from this wonderful world of nature, this wonderful world that has been given to us, when we when we can say that, yes, I affirm that, I have faith in that, I have I say that if that thing can be supported so that it works well, then there will be health. That's what I get excited about. And that's what I that's basically the creed that the Welcome to Health Center lives by. And that is that when the patient walks in the door, the healer has walked through the door. Because as B.J. Palmer said, the power that makes the body also heals the body. And that is, uh, you know, the creed of, of all chiropractors, that the power that made the body heals the body. And by the way, that is so nondescript that you can interpret it however you want in terms of it can be a, uh, a, um, a you know, theodicy where the story is of a God creating the world, or it can be a natural uh, theodicy of, of nature creating life from itself. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's the same to me anyway. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, um, let's just name it differently. Let's uh, come at it from a different bias. But it's just that this, this world brings forth life and our body uh, sustains our life and it's just absolutely magnificent. So with that kind of a fundamental presupposition, it, is, it makes a great deal of sense to uh, realize that there are just a few things that we need to deal with. We need to deal with the right kind of nutrition. In other words, we need to bring in from this natural world the kinds of things that build a body, that build a healthy body. And we need to make sure that we avoid toxins. We need to make sure that we avoid those things. Uh, just recently, I heard of a um, botulism outbreak in, in a certain uh, restaurant. I forget where it was right now, but um, botulism. We need to avoid botulism, obviously. 
And we, you know, the, um, this is one of the reasons why it just seems so odd that people are injecting botulism toxin into their faces to relax muscles and make themselves um, look younger. I mean, it just it seemed to me to be pretty crazy. But people do it um, for vanity reasons. Definitely not for toxicity reasons, I can tell you that. But in any case, uh, we have this culture that promotes this concept that, you know, you've got to look young in order to have any kind of credibility. And uh, it used to be, you know, in previous cultures, if you looked a little old, then you were seemed uh, that you'd be a good person to talk to because wisdom lies in experience. But uh, these days, experience just is uh, kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, We're kind of getting off the track a little bit here, but I just have to say this, that when you can buy genes that look like you've had an incredible work life in these genes off the rack, there's just something wrong. They've got genes now that not only have holes in them and look like that you've been dragged behind a pickup truck for about four miles, but they also have dirt in them that are, are is put in there to make it look like you've just got all kinds of experience. And this is, uh, in any case, I'm, I, I digress. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the topic. <laughs> okay, so so the, the fundamental presupposition is that that the... That, the, that nature provides us with this incredible healing power. And yet, the primary healing professions, the ones that dominate the field, uh, the ones that, that make billions and even trillions of dollars a year just based on the fact that they have a totally different presupposition. The presupposition is that your body is stupid and your body doesn't know what it's doing. My God, you've even got to go and get some medicine if you have a cold. You've got to go in and receive, and, and many medical doctors do this, and it just tears me up when I hear about it happening. When patients come in and they, they, um, they came in to me a couple of days before and they had flu symptoms, and you know God knows that flu is a miserable state to be in. I mean, um, influenza B, you know, some doctor, the last doctor that does, uh, gave my patient way too strong medication, uh, you know, didn't just say the flu, influenza B, you know, to make it sound more serious. Well, influenza B is the most common flu. In any case, the person came in with influenza B and, um, and the, the, I asked them, well, you know, you, you seem like you're doing pretty well right now. And just a couple of days ago, you were just getting the, the beginnings of it. And he says, well, yeah, my doctor gave me antibiotics and he gave me steroids and uh, prednisone. And uh, I just, you know, whenever I hear that, I just, you can just visualize me. I just kind of go weak. I go, oh, my arms drop. My face, you know, kind of relaxes in a, in a strange, hopeless and forlorn way. And I have a hard time. I have a very difficult time controlling that because it just breaks my heart that now this person's immune system has been put to sleep with the steroids. And we've talked about that a little bit last week. And the presupposition, though, the supposition is that the body is so stupid, it doesn't know what to do with a common infection like the flu or a cold. It just doesn't, it has no hope. It doesn't know what to do. It's an idiotic entity that can't deal with these things on its own. Well, let me tell you something. If the body couldn't deal with these things on its own, then I wouldn't be here right now. My ancestors would have been extinguished centuries ago. 
uh, millennia ago, you wouldn't be here right now. Your ancestors would have been decimated by these things. And by the way, there have been epidemics that have gone through. The Black Plague went through and killed two-thirds of Europe. Um, you know, so there have been some very heavy challenges. And yet, when those people who survived survived, it wasn't merely because of isolation. In any population that was decimated by these terrible diseases, there were certain people who survived. Why? Because they had immune systems that were adequate to handle the infection. And that's so important to realize that the human immune system is absolutely incredible. And so far, nothing has wiped us out even before the age of modern medicine. Now, let's just bring this into perspective, though, because when it comes to these issues, I may be strong and have a strong opinion. On the other hand, I'm not stupid about them either. For example, there are certain things that if the immune system is not functioning properly or if the immune system is going to kill the person by overreacting, then, of course, you know, you have to do the smart thing. Because not only were we given an incredibly intelligent body and we were given an incredibly intelligent immune system and an ability to deal with challenges, we were also given a brain. Okay, and the brain, especially in human beings, has reached a level of self-consciousness where we can look in the mirror and see that, you know, that's us reflected in that mirror. We can look in a mirror and even phys- figure out the physics that makes a mirror work. Uh, you know, the, the refraction of light and things like this. I mean, there's a sense in which our brain is absolutely incredible. But realize that the function of the brain and the ability of the brain to do all these things depends completely on the intelligence of the body. It's not independent. It's not something that just kind of like, okay, you got this stupid, idiotic body with a very, very weak immune system, and then we'll just put a very smart brain in there that has nothing to do with that body. No, the brain is the result of this body working synergistically together in an environment of nature, in a world, in a solar system, in a universe. It's not an isolated entity. It's an expression of the brilliance of nature. Now, just another word about Greatest Grains, because, I mean, this is my favorite store. I buy all of my produce there. I buy uh, many of my supplements. I uh, eat at the deli. I think this is a great place to go. And the um, Clyde Mayfield and his lovely wife uh, are just, you know, the, the best people that I know. He's, he's become one of my very, very close friends. And um, the, the thing to realize, though, is this, that they are pioneers in the Quad Cities community. They were there before almost anybody else. There was just one store on the uh, Illinois side, and they were the store on the Iowa side that handled natural health as their primary product focus. And um, I, would, I would encourage you to go and see the store. It's just off of Locust Street on uh, Harrison um, just, you know, there's a filling station there as you turn left off of Locust Street, and it's in the same block. Just down at the end of that block, you turn right into the parking area, plenty of parking there for you. And I would encourage you to actually go in there and just feast your eyes on the magnificent store that they have produced there. And keep in mind, he is one of our pioneers. Um, that store is just uh, an amazing place to go. So 
don't uh, you know just kind of desert the people who have been taking care of the community here for years just because there are a couple new glitzy stores around. Make sure that you um, continue to honor the people that started here in an environment where it wasn't that profitable at first, and they stuck it out and they succeeded. So honor them in that way, please. Okay, now, we've been talking about this amazing thing that there has to be a kind of faith in nature. Now, let me point something out about what it means and what the benefits um, of actually having faith in the natural world or in our ability to heal, the benefits of that. Now, you know yourself that if you're going to do something and it's going to be a little bit difficult and you have a defeatist attitude, namely, you really don't think you can do it. And it's just, oh, my gosh, you've been putting it off because you're afraid to start, et cetera, et cetera. And the question is, what's the likelihood of you going into this particular um, endeavor or this particular challenging action with the kind of confidence it's going to take to do it well or to even do it at all, even start doing it poorly until you get used to it. What's the likelihood? Is it greater or lesser than if you go into it with a confidence that says, my gosh, I know I can do this. I, I do this kind of thing all the time. I can do this. Well, the attitude is so much different. You know, you've kind of like, um, instead of heading it, heading into it straight on with your eyes wide open, you kind of back into it, you're kind of looking down, you're just, oh, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I don't even think I want to try. I, I just don't have enough faith in myself. And you may even just cut it short before you even do something that's going to benefit you in, in terms of proving to yourself that you have capacities that you didn't know you had. There's a lot of science behind this. When you have confidence that you can do something, when you have faith that something is possible, it opens up an entire new world of behavior, an entire new world of capacity. And that's one of the things that we don't talk a great deal about. But when it comes to your confidence that you can be healthy, it has everything to do. Confidence has everything to do with your ability to be healthy. So think about that. If you've bought into and if you let those commercials that air on your television programs every 10 minutes that say you can't do this, you can't do this without medicine, you can't do that without medicine, you can't have a cold without medicine, you can't have, you know, you go to your doctor and your doctor tells you, well, you've got the flu, <clears throat> you've got influenza B, you've got this flu and you can't handle it without medicine. If they're telling you things like that, just try looking it straight in the eye and say, wait a minute. Don't mislead me about this. Human beings have been living and surviving the flu and colds without medication for millennia. Don't mislead me about this, please. You know, and when you go to the doctor, what are my, you ask, what are my chances that I can get over this just on my own? And the answer, if they're honest when it comes to the flu and the cold, will be 99.9999999% chance of you getting over this on your own. Now, I just made up that number, but it's at least 99%. Because you know that you, of the people you know, it, people who have the flu don't die. You know, one out of 100 doesn't die. So, you know, it's way, way greater than that. In fact, very few die unless they're 
almost on death's door already and they're, you know, in their very late years of life or they are very, very vulnerable because of some other you know, underlying condition that uh, harms their immune system. Or, by the way, <laughs> this is maybe strange in your imagination, but unless they're on some drug that puts their immune system to sleep, like a steroid drug, for example, prednisone puts the immune system to sleep. That makes them more vulnerable. In every case that I've seen in my office, a person comes in with a flu virus that their immune system could handle in about two, at the most three weeks, and they could be functioning fairly normally within a week if they just let it go and let their immune system do what it does. They would handle it with hot water. They would handle it with, with um, uh, good nutritional supplements, et cetera, and to support the body's activity. But if they take prednisone, it's going to be a month, a month and a half, even two months, three months before they recover totally because the, the drug put the immune system to sleep. Now, I promise to tell you a few things about what you can do, you know, what conditions, what kinds of conditions at least, where you might want to put your immune system to sleep with steroid medication. Uh, even though there's lots of things, natural things you can do to support the body in these conditions also. For example, asthma. I got a phone call after our uh, talk last time about this, and I wanted to, if the person is listening, then I want to just tell them a few things. Um, can asthma be to the extreme where a steroid medication is required? I would say, again, we not only have this magnificent, this magnificent physiology that takes care of ourselves, but we also have a brain. If a person literally is going to die because their lungs are so, muscles are so constricted that they can't bring in any air, then, and, and there's, it needs to be so fast to, to relieve that muscle constriction and allow air to come in. Of course, what do you do? You do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. All right. If you, uh, another example is if you're on a motorcycle and you go headfirst into the side car, side of a uh, railroad car and your brain is swelling, of course you do whatever it takes. But the, the situations that I find troubling are the ones where, number one, the doc, medical doctor or you yourself have not taken the time to actually find out what you can do to support the body in the removal of mucus from the lungs from the, with the relaxation of the smooth muscles in the bronchi of the, of the lungs. None of that work has been done ahead of time. And there's this oh my God, it's a lifelong disease and there's nothing I can do about it. There's no nutrients I can take to reduce inflammation. Uh, for, for example, curcumin and um, uh, alpha lipoic acid and vitamin C, et cetera, et cetera. There's nothing I can do about this. I'm dependent totally on the medication. My doctors mentioned nothing about changing my diet to low inflammation, eliminating some of the uh, inflammatory um, sub substances, you know, the uh, animal proteins, et cetera, and, and bringing in more plant-based proteins. There's nothing I can do about it. I have no hope. Uh, I just have to be totally dependent on these drugs. When that is the attitude, I say, wow, that is just so out of balance. That is like a defeatist attitude. That is um, uh, the kind of attitude that sells more pharmaceutical drugs than anything else 
because when you are convinced there's nothing to do about a particular disease but take drugs, then you will just take drugs. You are a sold commodity. I mean, you kind of wonder, you know, if you're going to be robbed by somebody, if you're going to be swindled by somebody, you know, uh, you kind of expect them to wear a mask. Well, is it any, any wonder that sometimes these doctors wear masks? Why? <laughs> well, that, that's a joke, by the way. Um, because there are some magnificent doctors out there, medical doctors that do that are just so determined to do what is right by the patient. Um, but it's hard because those doctors even are hedged in by standard of care. And standard of care usually involves drugs and educating patients, educating patients to actually have trust in their own body is an incredible obstacle because every 10 minutes, these great doctors are subverted and they're, 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 their patients are told that their bodies are idiots and they can't do anything except submit to this massive monolith of medicine. And that's the only hope they have. And so every 10 minutes they're told that and the doctor tells them, well, why don't we just ride this infection out because I think your body can handle it itself. And the patient says, well, I'm going someplace else then. They'll give me antibiotics and steroids. Please don't do that to these wonderful doctors that are actually trying to educate you differently. Call the Welcome to Health Center and we can help you actually start to rebuild a healthy body and start to rebuild your trust in your own capacities. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Health with Dr. Kurt.